Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Bex. And I'm Laura. And we are The Worst Gal Gang Ever, a podcast and platform to support, educate, and empower people through the heartbreaking experience of baby loss. This summer sees us launching our one-of-a-kind pathway to recovery. A course to shine a guiding light through these dark times. To find out more, visit our website, www.theworstgirlgangever.co.uk. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Worst Girl Gang Ever. We are super duper lucky to be joined by a man. Woohoo! <laughs> it's a man. He is a bald man, as Bex pointed out. And he's out got a bit, soon yeah, he popped up on the screen. <laughs> well, only because I've seen your picture and I was expecting you to have hair. But oh, I didn't realize that that was quite rude. Right. I thought you were just bald. anti bald people. No, no, no. I love a bald man. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm six foot five as well. So when I when I shaved my head, I suddenly became infinitely more scary, and people um people tend to avoid me now. <laughs> uh, are you sure that's the reason? Though? <laughs> <laughs> <Here's> the <point>. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, we digress well, massively yeah. before we. Sam, it's started. lovely to have you in the studio. What What do you think of the studio? It's lovely. Yeah. 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 Can't complain. We get lots of compliments nice about it. So, Sam. Tell us, how do you find yourself as a honorary member? Not an honorary member. A, a, we, we have male just members. Just a normal member. Just a male member of the, the worst girl gang ever. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll guess I'll start at the beginning. Um, start at the very my beginning. I, my wife and I have a, a son, Ezra. He's three and a half now. Um, and back in February 2019, we found out we were having another child his little sibling and at the 20 week scan we found out that um we're having a girl and that she had some heart issues um to start with it was uh quite a bad diagnosis of hypoplastic left heart um and through the rest of the pregnancy uh, the diagnosis actually got better uh things changed as they often do and by the time she was born they didn't think she had uh, hypoplastic left heart uh, sorry hypoplastic heart she had a, a, a slightly less serious, but still quite serious uh, diagnosis of uh, a number of different issues, but she was very much expected to um, be fine, get better with the surgeries. Um, so Etta was born in, in November and then she had her first open heart surgery at, at 10 days old. Oh, uh, things, wow. things were going well. It all seemed to be looking in the right direction. She did take quite a while to come off the um ventilation which at the time they thought was just you know some babies do take a while to come off ventilation but um eventually she came off and we had uh 24 hours of of finally ha- having her sort of tubes out and being able to hold her again because she'd had a, all, all of these you know, difficult things that you can't can't hold and touch um and then the next day she had a cardiac arrest and um she never recovered she, she went on to life support uh, was in a, in a big battle on life support just to even get stable on the life support for another 10 days, eight days. And then finally they told us on, on the 23rd of December that there was nothing more they could do and, and oh she was going to die. So we <laughs> wanted to be in control of that when that happened. It was a choice of we decide when to turn off life support or it happens in quite a nasty way. Um, so we yeah. sort of made the decision to um spend spend some time with her and and let that happen um and yeah and, and so that's that's why I'm here um so we lost her on the 23rd of December and then 
the world sort of ended for us and then the world ended for everyone with COVID a little bit later. And during the first lockdown, um, Emily fell pregnant, which was not strictly planned. Um, very strange set of emotions. And then unfortunately she, she miscarried 12 weeks. Um, which was really shit, actually. Just yeah, gosh, that's just you know, miscarried awful. But it was particularly awful during COVID times. She had to sort of yeah. go into a stand there and quietly whisper, "I think I'm having a miscarriage." And they said, "Okay, well, you need to come back tomorrow because we can't do anything now." And it was just, it was all really, really hard. Um, more so than normal, I guess. And that was pretty, pretty scary as well. I, I'm, I'm a bit of a warrior. I'm M Woods take the piss when I say that because I mean I'm a, a lot of a warrior generally um but especially warrior after Jeanetta, warrior as in you uh, worry sorry, warrior as in I worry yeah not a, oh okay because we no no we think you are a warrior yeah that's what we call oh. that's what we call everyone in the gang so yeah just okay. but yeah so you are oh, well, a, a warrior I'm a warrior <laughs> and a warrior. Uh, yeah, yeah cool I, I worry a lot so so when um when Em was miscarrying, I, I I had no idea what miscarriage looked like I had I, I'm embarrassed so I had genuinely no concept of join what, the gang yeah most people what it looked like, what, what he would go through the physical side the emotional side I mean I, I understood that miscarriage was hard and, and painful I, I didn't understand just what to expect and that was that was pretty rough um and then we got through that and then M fell pregnant again in uh, later in the year this time planned and um unfortunately we only we were only pregnant for a day before she had a, a, a another miscarriage and we only found out the day before that it was a chemical pregnancy a bit earlier this time. Mm. Um, and that was just a real kick in the teeth because that, that was like the first time we'd actively made a decision after losing Etta to try and, and grow the family again. Um, so that was a really tough yeah, setback. Uh, again, sort of grief upon grief upon grief. Um, but I'm pleased to say Emily is now pregnant again and is 22 weeks pregnant and we've had the oh. 20 weeks scan. Everything is good. Um, we're having another, another boy. So Ezra will finally have... A brother, uh, <laughs> some male company in the family because we have uh, eight nieces and a ninth on the way, and, and no nephews. So okay. Ezra is massively outnumbered. He is in the worst girl gang ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's nice that we're bringing another boy for him to have some some other company. He gets on with his cousins ridiculously well, but I think it's it's nice to have a brother for him. So that will be fun. Yeah. Oh well, congratulations. Yeah. Super Thank congratulations, you. but but that's like sorry a, for everything yeah. you've been through. Like wow, in such a short space of time as well. Yeah, it was actually. I think the timelines were sort of weird generally because of COVID. You know, you know what it's yeah. like. Everything, everything's wibbly wobbly during COVID times. But I think because the first pregnancy after Etta wasn't planned, that probably came a lot sooner than we had. We would have probably had if we if we'd thought about it and and been more careful and tried in, a, in the old-fashioned way rather than just sort of falling pregnant, I guess. Um, so it did compress everything a bit and it was pretty shit, to, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Um, really hard being in lockdown during all of that and not seeing friends and not seeing family. And luckily we were, we were living with Emily's parents at the time and that was just an absolute godsend. They were you know, amazing. Um, still are amazing. They lived just three doors down. We, we moved just around the corner from them not just oh, for childcare, but, yeah. but I mean that helps right <laughs> Definitely helps, yeah. that's nice that it's not the same old in-laws story that you know you often hear <laughs> yeah I, feel, I do feel very lucky actually. lots of people say to me oh god living three doors down from your in-laws and, and I'm like yeah 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 bloody in-laws yeah they're great people uh very kind to both of us and great friends to me as well as sort of honorary parents my my dad lives overseas so I don't get to see him as much as I would, would like to and, and my mum died when I was um 19 so they they really sort of stepped up to the plate um in a big way for us as of all of my family as well but um they are very special very yeah. special people it just and that like everything that you've just said Sam it just shows how much you need that support doesn't it because when you do go through something so traumatic you absolutely need people that you you can't we're not designed as as humans to go Mm. through these sorts of things alone and that's a lot that sort of leads on nicely to what you've done with your football doesn't it yeah yeah I would I I completely agree it's it's um as as I said earlier it was a really really tough period and I think after the the first miscarriage I was in a particularly 
dark place. I felt really shit. And of course, when you know when one of you feels shit and the other one also feels shit, you don't yeah. know what to do really. You sort of go, well, I don't want to lump more crap onto you. And so I sort of withdrew a little bit and I was I was very, very low mood, very low energy. I was a bit physically unwell. Sorry, did you feel that because Emily was in so much pain that you didn't have the kind of the same right to the pain or is that something that you felt I think that's that's pretty much it I think I'm to be completely honest I'm 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 not a selfish person until I'm feeling really shit and then suddenly I become this like you know I I don't think I was being deliberately selfish and thinking about my own stuff more but I I just everything that I would normally do went out the window and and I it, I'd go in this cycle. I, I'd, I'd start feeling crap. Then I'd know that that was meant. That meant I wasn't being such a good father or such a good husband or helping Emily. That would make me feel worse. Then I'd get really angry at myself. And then there was just this cycle, yeah. and I couldn't get out of it. Um, I couldn't be there for Emily in the way I wanted to be, uh, and I couldn't be the father I wanted to be to Ezra. And actually, you know, everyone says, "Oh, when you lose a child, you, you must be holding on to your other children so much." so much harder and, and wanting to be around them all the time. And I, I did, I wanted to be around him, but I did I couldn't engage in the way that I normally do. I'm yeah. I'm an expert, I'm 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 someone that loves being silly and fun and I play with my son and, and, and we, we have a great time and I just wasn't doing any of that. And then basically said to me, you need to sort your shit out, basically. She said, mm-hmm. um do something about it. You know, there was M's not much of a tough love kind of person, but it got obviously got to that point where she thought, if I don't step up and make him sort his shit out he's gonna get worse and um she suggested I go and play football there's another club Sands United Solent over in in Gosport and she said go and play with them I found this thing online I've searched you know men's support groups for bereaved fathers and because she knows I didn't want to go to the sort of traditional sit in a group and and talk side stuff but I just I knew I wouldn't do it because it was an hour and a half away and I worked in London and I thought not going to get back from London then drive an hour and a half to play and then an hour and a half. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. She said, well, set one up then. <laughs> set one up here because there's not one She's here. This Emily is our kind of girl, isn't yeah, she? Right? Yeah, right. She's, no she's, uh, she's great. She's everything I'm not. She is my better half in every way. Um, she's, she's wonderful and very strong. And is she standing right next to you? Brent? Yeah, there's, there's a there's a girl. <laughs> head. No, she, luckily, she's in the other room, so hopefully she can hear this. But of course, she will hear this when she listens to it. She is a super fan. So, But yeah, she basically said, set one up. I, I'm not, you know, she wasn't letting me have any excuses for why I was going to stay in my pit of, of, of despair and feeling well miserable. Well done for setting it up, though. Like, yeah. that, that's like, that's really quite brave and bold to do that. Going from not wanting to do anything and being in that awful dark place to thinking, oh, I might go and join a football team to then all of a sudden saying, sod it. Let's just take the ball by the horns and, and set one up. How yeah, did you even it, go it, about it, it? it? Did you did you know people in the so area? I, yeah. No, I, I contacted Sands because they had a page on their on their website about Sands United. So this this the football team wasn't my idea as a concept. It was set up by a guy called Rob Allen over in Northampton, um, who basically said, "I don't, I don't like traditional sport groups. I just want to play football and have a beer and talk to other blokes again about what it's like and how shit it is to lose a child." Um, they they basically had this page on the website saying, "If you're interested in setting one up, if there's not one in your area, talk to us and we can do it." And, and then there's an interview process and you have to have references and, and all this sort of stuff because you're you're representing the charity. It's not just yeah. going Sunday league football. Um, so I, I finally got the go-ahead in, in August, a couple of months after I, I sort of first started the process. And and then it was like, you know, Sands are amazing, but they were like, off you go then, go and get players and find a venue to play at and get sponsors and, and all this sort of stuff. And they give some advice and stuff like that. But really it's it's use our brand, use our logo, use our registered charity number and, and off you go. So I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. It's not a team, it's not a team that people want to be a part of and, and actually that's their sort of tagline is the team that no one's to be a part of um so I went to the hospitals and I went to uh, baby loss awareness events um and stuff like that and it, it was very very slow and I I did have a few moments in sort of September October time I thought how the hell am I ever going to have enough people to actually have a kick around at the moment I can't even play two on one um luckily two of the lads from the Solent team 
live in Salisbury. So they said they wanted to join us next season. Um, but because of COVID, this season sort of ended. So they mm. got involved with us and I had three. Um, so we then started sort of working together to put leaflets out and contact businesses and went to Salisbury Hospital, then Southampton, which is the regional uh, neonative intensive care unit. Uh, and just things like that. And slowly things started to happen. Um, and unfortunately, it's one of those teams that once you hit a certain point, you don't really need to recruit for because people keep having miscarriages. People keep losing children. People keep having stillbirths. It, and it, it's always there. Uh, I haven't done anything for recruitment since before Christmas and got 35 players now. Oh, um, wow. And it's we're, we're joining the league in Salisbury in, um, in September. We've got sponsors. We've got... Um, a grant from the Wiltshire Community Foundation. They, they gave us a, a big lump sum of money to help basically get everything set up. Um, and it's just gone from strength to strength. And, and that's mainly because of the openness of my players and the willingness to engage in a support network, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a men's mental health group at its core. Um, yeah. We'll find a loss of some sort, whether it's a miscarriage, a stillbirth, a termination for medical reasons or, or a neonatal death. Um you're That's welcome, amazing, basically. Sam. It's amazing. It, is, it is amazing. And so what sort of format do you, do you just train? Do you talk about your losses or how does it kind of work? So I would say we've got we've got three things and a fourth on the way once COVID restrictions disappear. So the first thing is we have um, a WhatsApp group, which is standard blokes, team sport. Oh, WhatsApp. yeah. Pictures of boobs. And yeah, pictures of boobs, memes about Boris. <laughs> so we've got that, and we actually, because we couldn't train for ages because of COVID, once we had about 12, 15 people, this group started to become a lot, you know, people really getting to know each other in that group. And yeah, and that sort of really helped build a sense of team before we even started playing. So we have we have that. We then have um the actual training sessions every Thursday, which is an hour and a half every Thursday, and that's a, a proper like any other football club. We go, we warm up, we do some drills, we play a match and we get ready for, in the future, league matches on, on the Sunday. Are you any good or not? Well, we're a mixed abilities team because okay. because of what we represent. We're not going to turn you away if you've never yeah. played football before, if you've lost a exactly. child. You, Had you played you before? Was football your thing? Um, I, I was a rugby player. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you look, you look played, more like a rugby played. player. Thanks. <laughs> I, yeah, I've always played football, <laughs> but I, I was never any, I was never any good. I, I, I'm, I'm average to okay by Sunday league standards, which is pretty poor generally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but it was it was one of those things that you know I think football lends itself probably better to having a chat whilst you're playing than rugby yeah. does. Um, so we have training on Thursdays, and then and then we have the support side of things, which is we have another WhatsApp group, which is purely for support, and that's um, that's only the lost dad. So we do have we we allow lost uncles to play. So any anyone who's um, you know, my brother-in-laws, both my brother-in-laws play in the team. Um, but in the support group is is just the dance. And it's yeah. basically you go in and you say, difficult date today. It's the date my son was born sleeping. Or, you know, today is, I'm, I've got a scan and we're worried. Whatever it is, people just bring it. And it's just, you know, no judgment. It's just talking and, and re- real talking as well. Not blokey. Oh, point yeah fucking that shit mate it, it's all real um vulnerable people talking about real issues and and offering it's each so other lovely advice to hear that, that that's happening it's just it's wonderful because all too often it's not spoken about not not properly not like you say not in a blokey way it's just sort of brushed over and you know a pat on the back and and have a pint but to be able to actually speak to people and and we know Bex don't we speaking to people who get it and who understand you don't have to explain because people yeah. know they know what pregnancy after loss is like because they've been through it themselves um it's, that's I think amazing it's really nice to hear that that's happening that's the thing that I've been most surprised about actually is um you know I've not known most of these people for more than six seven months and Already, some of them are more important to me than my friends I've known for years, purely because they, they understand what I'm going through. And, and the pregnancy after loss is a perfect example. Some of my friends and family say, oh, you must be so excited. You must be so happy. You must be just over the moon. And I'm saying, yeah, I am all those things. 
but it's not it's not as simple as that you know after we found out our 20 week scan that this baby is healthy I didn't think about that baby for three days I thought only about Etta Mm. I thought how unfair it is that Etta died how unfair it is that she had that terrible heart condition I didn't feel happy I just felt completely numb and other people didn't get that they sort of just think why aren't you just really excited isn't that a separate thing whereas when I said to the group I'm really struggling at the moment because I should be happy then I feel guilty that I'm not happy and actually all I want to do is talk about Etta and and look at photos of Etta I've had two guys send me messages privately and say look mate I we had our child our rainbow baby after the loss of whoever and I've been there it's completely normal And, and it just makes you feel less like a psycho you know yeah what, am I completely insane for not being happy at this moment at this moment um and that's just been amazing and that that's really bonded me with a number of these guys and I think they would all say the same that 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 really shit thing to have in common um does go a long 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 way to creating real proper friendships yeah. I think as you say Sam like it's the it's the head fuck aspect of it that you sort of question yourself like I'm I'm very pregnant now and I completely denied this pregnancy for weeks and weeks and weeks and I spent all my time thinking about the baby that we lost and no time at all like doing I didn't download any apps I didn't do no time at all thinking about the baby that and then I suddenly realized like oh my gosh I haven't I haven't thought about this pregnancy or this baby at all because I've been holding the just so desperate not to forget my last baby or not for for anyone to perceive that I have forgotten my last baby and it's just this massive like you feel so guilty but you also like you don't you know it's not healthy to be stuck in the past you know that you don't want to spend your whole life thinking about what has happened and you want to sort of not move on but it's just such a mind fuck isn't it and you just end up not knowing whether that's normal and I think for men who tend to not talk about their feelings as openly as women, that must be so hard to get your head, get your head round and, um, and kind of justify in your mind almost. Yeah. And I think a big thing for me personally, and I know a number of the other lads feel the same way. The big the overwhelming feeling I have is anger. And, and I'm sure that's not just a male thing, but yeah. it's not, so nice when it's a male thing I mean it's like a really nasty trait of mine that I get really angry about this and I I get snappy and I get nasty and I'm, I'm horrible when I'm feeling all these horrible difficult feelings um, yeah. and some of the guys on my team have talked about times where they've been in punch-ups they've been you know mm. they've had physical fights and, and it's it's just the manifestation of that that moment that head fuck thing you're talking about where you just don't know what to do and we're simple idiot beings blokes we get pissed and fight um and this is one way that we we don't do that we talk about it in a way where you don't feel so stupid or or embarrassed or some of the anger just disappears sometimes that's through having a kick about sometimes that's through talking sometimes that's through hopefully in the future having having a pint together and doing the old-fashioned blokey you know there's nothing needs to be said today let's just sit yeah and drink a beer and, and be around each other and um, yeah it, it it's been amazing I, ha- I have to say it's been such a privilege to be part of this team and I've got as much from it as I've given to it and, and more Good. it it's Good. genuinely has been the most eye-opening um leveler I, I'm with people I'd have never met I have no reason to have met some of these people um you know very different walks of life very different backgrounds and it's just been doesn't brilliant matter. it doesn't matter who you are where you're from does it at the end of the day loss is loss and you need someone I think that's amazing and so if hopefully there'll be people listening that will think either oh I want to do something like that as as a man or there'll be women out there who think oh gosh my husband would benefit so much from doing that so what would or boyfriend or whatever what would how would you recommend people get started First thing I say is funny you say that because ninety nine percent of the people that get in touch with me, it's their it's their wives or girlfriends <laughs> getting in touch with me, yeah. I'm not and slowly pushing their partners out the door and saying, "Go on, go on, you can do it." Um, and and the whole thing came from my bloody wife in the first place. Anyway, so this is behind every man, there's a strong. Woman Hold on, Emily. Telling- 
Um, Go on, Emily. So the thing I'd say, Sam's United specifically, there are, I think, last count, there's 36 teams around the country. Wow. Um, right up in Scotland, down to the Isle of Wight. So if you're a lost dad and or you're a, a, a lost mum and you have a partner who you think could benefit, go on the website and, and check it out and see if, where your local team is. And if there isn't one, do what I did and set one up. You know, you, yeah. you will find people. And this is the sad thing. Um, there will be people. And, and it's one of those bittersweet things every time someone gets in touch. You're pleased that they've got a support network, but you're sad that yeah. there's another person that needs to join the yeah. club. It might be the worst girl gang ever. You, you yeah, really absolutely. Want club, but there, unfortunately, there are always going to be. Yeah. So yeah, if there's not if there's not one in your area, have a look and, and see what it see what it takes to set one up and uh, have a look. And do you find that the people in your team are, are have benefited massively from having this sort of male peer support group that's not information led and it's not resource based? It's it's actually just men getting together, do it's sharing something, and also having that that platform and that space to chat openly about their feelings. I, I hope so. Uh, some some people have contacted me directly from the group privately just to say, you know, what we're doing here is amazing. Um, mm. You know, the people who have said have said, if I didn't have this, I would have absolutely zero outlet. Um, we've got people that don't speak to their partners about stuff that, that they find that hard. Um, you know, people on fertility journeys that that that, 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 that there's so many complicated, difficult dynamic between them and their partner that actually they don't want to talk to their partner about what's going on but this is different we're neutral we're you know normal blokes so yeah I, I would say I, I mean I've witnessed it I've witnessed people having these moments of having a sort of virtual or physical hug of just 20 blokes putting their arms around someone and, and bring them in um Aww. so definitely yeah I, I if everyone feels the same way I do about it which I hope they do um we're all getting something from it we're all getting fit that helps you know there's mm. the there's the purely physical side just getting out and running and getting some endorphins going and yeah. feeling good about yourself because you've you've run around for an hour and a half as well as the emotional sort of offloading so I, I hope so and what would you say to um because one thing that we experience a lot is that we we have women saying my husband doesn't feel the same the, uh, the same way as me or my partner's not grieving in the same way as me and he doesn't care as much he's not showing his emotion what would you say to those women as as a man i mean if you see if you could see the support whatsapp group you'd understand that that's just it's not the case there's de- it's definitely true that we we grieve differently my, yeah. my wife and i are a perfect perfect case of that we 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 choose to grieve differently and we the way we don't choose to grieve, we also do differently. Um, yeah. Sort of the, the uncontrollable way of dealing with our grief. But there's no doubt in my mind. I used to I used to feel that way myself that I didn't feel as strongly as Emily did because she cried more, or because she wanted to sit and look at pictures more, and I wanted to shut that off and have some time where I didn't think about anything other than the football that was on the TV or mm. the beer that I was drinking. Um, but if you could see this group of men being as vulnerable as they are with each other. Um, you'd understand that it, it, mm. it, we do feel it just as much. We just feel it in a different way and, and maybe show it in a different way. And I think there's also, you know, I, I'm quite, um, I'm quite happy talking about my emotions. I, I've, I learned from the mistakes of the way I dealt with my mum's death and I've been better at dealing with Etta's death, even though, even with that, I'm still dealt with it terribly. Um, but there are blokes who still feel like they can't be vulnerable in front of their partner. Um, so what you see at home might not be what's really going on. That's yeah. what I would tell those mums. Um, do, do you think that you've been able to express yourself and deal with your emotions better since having men who have been through similar experiences, having those men around you and having those those conversations? Yeah, definitely. Mainly because it normalises it. Mm. In a, it sounds awful that it normalises it, but actually just like we said earlier, not thinking you're a complete psycho when you feel certain ways makes me more comfortable to tell Emily about some difficult feelings I'm having or tell my family about more difficult feelings I'm having. And I've I've heard from some of my players who have had to have, you know, proper arguments with people that haven't understood and what they've learned from that. And then that's given me an insight into, you know, okay, maybe I don't want to have an argument with someone, but if, if I do tell them why 
they're wrong or why what they're saying is harmful or hurtful, then I can grow with that relationship and grow past that. Um, so there's lots, there's definitely lots to be learned from just yeah. being around people that, that get it. I mean, I'm sure you guys feel the same. The more you talk to people, the more you might pick up on this and things about how to deal with something we're basically educating ourselves and each other every day aren't we in this in this topic that has been shrouded in sort of mystery and 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 unspoken for decades I was going to ask you Sam about we talk a lot have you actually ever listened to one of our podcasts I listened to one last night because I was was going to get bullied um with the um uh the I can't remember his name how terrible is that oh Chris Finney no, different Oh, one. the honest dad. Uh, the, the honest dad. Uh, yeah, James. I thought, I thought it sounded like the sort of bloke that would probably come and play football with me. Yeah, um, he's bald as well, isn't he? Yeah, well, and, and he's we'll, like we'll a, a gym bunny. Convention. Yeah, you <laughs> you get you get on so well based on those uh, those three simple facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Bald, so, yeah. So I listened to that one last, um, and and because M said, you know, you can't. You know, no no disrespect. I hadn't listened before, but I'd always. No, I that's always it. I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah, end of. Um, I always overhear Emily listening to to, to the podcast because she, you know, she puts it on when she's walking around the house or she's doing doing her jobs or whatever. Um, Have you always thought, God, those girls are funny? No, I have. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but your I silence think, is astounding. I, 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 I would tell you if I didn't think it, but it, it's um, it's just so refreshing to hear people talking re- real talk. And and I've been to lots of support groups, and I'll be honest, the reason that I wanted this football team after Emily said it, you know, I thought it's a good idea is because I've gone to these groups and I thought this is just not for me because they're not, mm. they're not saying words like fucking shit this is shit, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is really yeah. shit. they say you know things that airy fairy and and it's not my cup of tea but that's exactly what, what i have heard of you guys is it's like it's real and you po- have a glass of wine yeah and have a, yeah have and a laura's still yet to drop the c-bomb she's not let me not say the c-bomb yet no it's not happening oh i mean you you'd love our whatsapp group it, the <laughs> is dropped off there. but what we wanted to avoid was like it, and I say this a lot, but it's like lilac and feathers. Do you know what I mean? Those that that just seems yeah. to be the feel of a lot of support. And and that if that sits right with you, then great. You know, go and get that support. But for us, it's just like it's not it's not real and it's it's not honest and it is shit and it needs to be called how it is. But anyway, I actually fucking shit, yeah. Anyway, Sam, what I was going to say to you was we talk a lot about the ugly feelings, like um, the pain that you feel and the kind of lack of joy and the that you feel when you see a pregnancy announcement on Facebook, for example. Do you guys get that? Is that something you talk about in your in your special WhatsApp groups? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... We don't call them the ugly feelings, but there's definitely there is that talking about. You're more about than welcome to use that term. I, I I might bring that back to the group and just say it was my own. I don't need to tell yeah. them that I, you guys. That's um, fine because they've obviously <laughs> never listened to our podcast. Is there anything like some, you? I know, they I might know do some, now. I know some of the partners do. Uh, I know that for a fact. So um, there will be a couple of people that I know for a fact will be told your managers on the uh, on the podcast today. <laughs> Um, but no, we, def- we definitely have the ugly feelings and people talk about that. So um, a lot of people talking about um, family members getting pregnant, a lot of people talking about um, difficult feelings with, uh, with their rainbow children and thinking about right. how, you know, they should be, you know, dates are hard, aren't they? Just any mm-hmm. date, any significant milestone. There's a lot of that. And actually that's, that probably makes up most of what we talk about as a group. And, and what's interesting when we have 30, 35 people all in one space or with very different stories um, is that we even get that with each other. So, you know, I've recently yeah. Yeah. to the group that we're having a baby. Um, we've had one of the lads has, has had a baby in the last three months. Um, but we have people who have had, who have no living children. Um, and so yeah. that's, it's even hard just within the group of people that, that do get it. Um, Luckily, 
we've we've got to know each other so well that you know when when I found out we were having a baby or when or when we felt ready to tell people I should say because we knew for a little while before I spoke to the, the the guys that didn't have living children separately to say you know I'm going to tell the group mainly because I need to bring it to the group because it's something that's eating me up and I'm scared yeah. and I'm angry and I'd really support it if you I'd like it if you could support me in, in this but equally if you don't want to hear it this is when I'm going to tell people I, I thought oh, it would be hypocritical nice. to not talk about it um yeah you know, definitely of, and they were wonderful you know they're absolutely amazing you know basically said to me I'm not going to not be pleased for you because of my situation um mm. and, and across the board they were wonderful about it and and yeah. you know that, that cuts you up a bit you know makes you feel emotional because these people are, have been through unimagin- unimaginable mm. and you wish it was them as well yeah, yeah of, course. of course but you considered their feelings and you did it in in a you know in the nicest way possible and have you know having been on on the other foot for when someone when someone does consider your feelings and they and they can appreciate all that you've been through and take the time to tell you separately that's um that means a lot so even if you are a little bit like oh I wish it was me you can still you can still find that little bit of, of it's happiness not yeah for them it's yeah. not like I mean I haven't been through what either of you two have been through obviously but it's it's not like I imagine it's not like seeing a, an accidental scan picture on on Facebook, is it? When someone takes no. the time to actually sit down and 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 tell you. Um, yeah. The other thing is, are there members of uh, on your team who have had like early miscarriage or one yeah. loss or something? And do they feel because a, a big thing within our community, the the female community, is that people don't feel validated in their grief if they've had yeah. just one loss or an early loss or something like that. And I wondered if that was reflective of men as well. Yeah, you, you've um, you've hit on a big a big thing that I'm I'm trying to um, focus on in the group because because we are sans stillbirth and neonatal death society. We're about stillbirth and neonatal death. Sons also deal with miscarriage support, but it's not okay. in their name. So I've had yeah. a lot of a lot of lads coming to me and saying, oh, "I've just had a miscarriage. Can I be part of it?" And and I'm and I'm like, "Well, yes, of course you can. Um, that's shit. You've got shit attached to that. Come and talk to us about it. Get involved." Yeah. Um, but even even once they're in, we've had people saying, "You know." Oh, justifying everything they're going oh but nothing compared to you or nothing compared to you yeah. it doesn't, doesn't matter there's no hierarchy of loss in the team and I, and I keep trying to uh emphasize that because we have had some some issues where some I don't know more more weight was given to a stillbirth over a miscarriage well I'm sorry I don't, I don't agree with that and I've made that quite clear that as the manager and the founder of the team that's not an attitude we're, we're going to accept it, it's a loss is a loss is a loss. Um, it doesn't matter whether you you have had one miscarriage or thirty, whether you've met your child or not. Um, you qualify to be part of this team. You qualify to feel shit about what you've lost, um, and that's it. You know, there's oh. not there's not a tier, there's not a tier list of um, I've had this many, so I'm 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 the big dog of the group, and and people are on board with that. In practice, it's harder. I think some people. Mm who have experienced multiple might feel a different way, but we're just going to stamp it out. We're not going to let that happen in the team. It's really important to me that, because I don't want ever anyone to say, I feel like I'm not, I feel like I'm an intruder in this team. Because mm. um, my experience you know, isn't bad enough. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. Because it is bad enough. It, it, one yeah, one loss is fucking shit for anyone. Yeah. Uh, of course, multiple losses is really fucking shit, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you're more it's just qualified different, to isn't it? feel crap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just different. They're okay. different experiences. Yeah, and I think I applaud you so wholeheartedly for that because I think that some some people that there seems to be a difference in translation from female to males, and that males maybe play things down a bit. Um, I know from my personal experience, like my husband is very much like, oh, we're lucky that it was we have only had one loss and imagine this and imagine that and and it doesn't he's doing it because that's his personality and and that's he's very much like an optimist and that's the way it is but at the same time I do think like yeah but 
you know, it's still changed our lives forever. And we are still different people because of what we've been through. And and it's a really hard thing because you can't quantify loss, can you? It's just, it is what it is to whoever experiences it. And, and they're going to deal with it differently, whether, as you say, whether they've had multiple losses or whether they've had one loss or whether it was early or whether it's late. Or It's just an experience that you have to adapt to and go through. And I just think that the fact that you're, what you're doing exists is absolutely fantastic and you should be really proud of yourself yeah you should it's a lot of work at times and some, sometimes I say to Em you made me do this <laughs> so yeah. when she tells me off for being you know on the computer on a Friday evening whatever I say you made me do this so I've got to do it. <laughs> can I ask you how has your relationship been have are you stronger because you're able to to speak more openly about how you're feeling yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, Emma, Emma and I are, um, anyone who knows us would say we are big talkers anyway. We've always talked out problems. You know, I'm generally a bit of a dick. Like, I'm quite hard to be around and uh, quite annoying. I'm a, I'm a six foot five, two year old child, basically. Um, I've got one of them indoors, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've grown as a couple. We've been, been together for 10 years now, and um, we've always been big talkers. But it's it's easy to be big talkers when you've got you know trivial stuff like I don't like yeah. the way you deal with this. You know, you're a dick. Yeah, yeah. you're six foot five, bald-headed dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sort of stuff. You know, the biggest argument we had until until Esther was diagnosed with her with her condition was about uh, uh, she broke one of my um I'm big in the kitchen. I like being in the kitchen. She broke one of my Pyrex bolts, and I was really upset because <gasps> she'd been negative. I thought well, she'd I'd... be negative. So, you know, I do love Pyrex. So do I. And yeah, clearly. If you've seen what she did to my beautiful bowl, you'd understand. But that was, you know, we, it's easy to be good talkers and good communicators when you don't have anything big and life changing to talk about. I don't about. know. Pyrex is big. <laughs> Pyrex is pretty big. It does go <laughs> death of a child, Pyrex. It's, it's right up. There. <laughs> um, definitely right. We, we, have, we have drawn closer together. We've become even more codependent. Um, and the one thing I'd say is I, I think at the start, M wanted wanted to talk less um, and just be, and I wanted to talk more and fit, uh, you know, quite a male response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that caused some problems and, and I had to adjust. This is true of everything in my life. I had to adjust to be slightly less of a talker, less of a, you know, I want to be around you 100% of the time, all day, rain every day. In. Yeah, rein it in a bit and just let her have her way of, of dealing with things in a, in a different time scale. Um, but as I said, when when this all kicked off, I was I wasn't doing any talking, and that's very 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 rare for me. And I wasn't I wasn't sharing my difficult feelings. And the freedom to do that has come from the fact that I'm doing it regularly. The fact that I'm forced into difficult conversations. So when I was out recruiting players, I was going to events where I had to talk about Etta. Yeah. I had to talk yeah, about yeah, our experience yeah. because it's no good standing up and saying, "Yeah, I ran a football team for Bury Fathers," and then sit back down. I had to mm. tell people. Sure, you have to offer a bit of yourself to get something of someone else and yeah definitely from doing that and getting better at it and um being able to be more open and equally giving em more space for her to process her shit in her own way um it's meant that what we when we do talk it's it's much more meaningful and much more um important and healing yeah and special um and we ne- we've never hidden anything from each other it was more just working out the way how we're going to tell each other those things and how how often we're going to talk about them and you know knowing knowing signs when now's not a good time because for me I'm like you know that puppy in the morning I'm like come on play, let's talk play with me play with me play with me let's, let's yeah. talk about this shit how are we going to fix it what are we going to do let's move house let's get new jobs let's do this let's do that and she's like chill so yeah. now mm. so definitely it's, it's 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 definitely opened up my um well, just diff- different channels because I also don't have to bring all of my shit to her. Actually, not, yeah. not that I would, not that I don't want to. It's just that I, I do have other outlets now. I have yeah. other people I can talk to and feel healed yeah. in some yeah. way. That's so important. Or restored from it. Gosh, that's amazing! Oh, it sounds like you're doing so well. And um, yeah, thank you so much for for telling us all all about it. It's it's awesome. And have you got like? Do do you have? an instagram account that people can follow you or are you not really into yeah. that or 
Yeah, we have a football a, a football account. I, my personal one is very boring and, and not interesting, but we're um. At I did think, I did actually Street. think that when um <laughs> when we followed you, I was so like, oh, this boring hairy bloke. Who's this public public figure? <laughs> no, oh, that's actually one thing that Emily told us that you haven't mentioned is that you oh, yeah you've been going around your local area. You know, someone's a bit of a big boots in your area now, aren't they? Someone's on Celebrity. the She's such a knob. I'm so <laughs> she said I, you're I a knob. Yeah. I literally <laughs> said in passing that I the the, the the local radio station wanted to talk to me again. And because I said oh, again, again. Like, oh, darling. Okay. Oh, oh I see again. Telling everyone I can come a big a big name around town. I'm in this fucking true. I'm, I'm a legend. People people all know me. People know me. Oh, yeah. people know me. So have you been on the radio, or did they just say that in passing yeah, when I, they were pissed? I, I was. The, the BBC um, BBC Radio Wiltshire were interested in talking to us, but it was like a, a sports piece rather than a lifestyle piece. And this oh, is why okay. they want to talk again. They want to they want to talk to us a bit more like this about men and miscarriage and and stillbirth yeah. i mean they probably won't if they listen to this <laughs> no that's true that's true um but no we, we've we've been very um well looked after by a few a few groups um the salisbury journal have wrote a piece about us which really helped with our uh, fundraising uh, and the Wiltshire community foundation who who um gave us this grant they they did a big press release and, and have got lots of interest from from sponsors and people who want to talk to us because it is quite rare i think yeah. it is quite rare yeah. there's a any men's mental health group generally is, is quite an unusual thing, but especially about the topic that no one talks about yeah, of, of, yeah. of the of the gross miscarriages and things like that that we never would hear. It is they, it's the worst bo- it's the worst boy gang ever. Is that right? Is yeah, that, is well, that our I don't name? Know if we call ourselves boy gang though. <laughs> no, it sounds a bit. Camp. We don't really refer to ourselves <laughs> as boys either. The worst bloke man gang. Ever. Man gang. Man gang. So that sounds also Man gang. It all sounds a bit, all sounds a bit sexual, doesn't it? It does. Oh, Why does man... it sound? Man gang. We're just the work. We're just the, the gang... worst bunch of blokes ever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> worst Twats. bunch of blokes. I like that. <laughs> yes. And so, how? Finally, lastly, how can people support you and your team? Or do you need yeah, support? Um... Yeah, so first of all, we are always looking for new players. So if you are someone who is in the Salisbury area or in the wider area and wants to look at another team, mm-hmm. you should you should look us up because we are normal blokes and we can help you feel a bit less shit about the shit that you're going through. Um, that's the first thing I'd say. The, the, the second thing is it really is a, like it is for you guys about raising awareness and getting people talking about the, the, the stuff that's not talked about. So. Yeah. Follow us, listen to our message, hear our stories about our, our children and our losses, um, help us normalise talking about this stuff um, yeah. and educating because part of what SANS do is they educate people about miscarriage and stillbirth and illness death and stuff that, like I said at the start, I, I didn't know what to expect from a miscarriage. I just can't believe that we're not taught that at school or, you know, we know yeah. that most people often have kids and we know that those people are going to have miscarriages, why aren't we doing that? So help us, help us get the word out. Um, we are always looking for sponsors and donors, and, and you can you can donate on our website, um, which is sufcsalisbury.co.uk. Awesome. Um, and yeah, other than that, follow us on on Instagram and and see what we're up to. We, we're we're always trying to raise money both to keep keep the football team going, but also we, we want to be able to donate um, money to to the Sands UK wider charity, which mm. we we are hoping to do on a regular basis, and that really depends on. <clears throat> if we if we make enough money to keep the football club afloat and pay for training and kits yeah. and, and you know, pitch hire and stuff like that, everything else that we we make, we want to pump back into the system and, and get Sands carrying on with the important work they do. And See. one day as well, we'd like to support other places, other charities that, that do similar. So yeah, if you want to donate, that would be great as well. The, the plan is with Sands that they want to they want to branch us out to other sports and to go as well. Netball. This is starting netball. Probably. We both I mean, play netball. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this started okay. because one bloke in Northampton didn't feel that the groups were, were supporting him in the right way. It's turned into something much bigger, but also we've seen generally 
you know, whether you're male or female, the success of being part of a team is really useful um, or a gang. Uh, and yeah. actually, I think uh, the, try and extend it to other sports, to girl team sports as well, uh, and to do loads more with it because there's there's something really positive about sport, yeah, camaraderie, teamship, all of That's that very- stuff. And it's not just a bloke thing. I mean, it works really well for us because we don't do the other stuff, but it, it would work just as well for women's sports as well so I think that's that. a really really exciting prospect for the future and I think that we could do lots together with your gang gang bang girl man <laughs> girl man boy bang bang yeah we're in there yeah my players sure. listen to this and they hear that I've described it as a gang bang <laughs> some people might not get in touch <laughs> Yeah, some, you might get some really you know really keen people getting in touch <laughs> Yeah, just finding us going, yeah, um, sorry, which way do I go for the gangbang? <laughs> but anyway, oh, I feel Sam, like this is going into you. the gutter. Thank no, you so much. Yeah, it's been lovely so chatting to you. Sam the ledge. Yeah, really, really good. Keep in touch. Big, big Let us know how you're getting on. <laughs> big dog. Sam the big dog. Let's put that in somewhere. Sam the Salisbury big <laughs> dog. I'll take that. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. All right, lovely. Thank and, you so um, much. Yeah, and please... Uh, say thank you to Emily for getting in touch and send her all our love and tell and also, her that well we're done coming down to take her out. Giving you a kick up the bum and getting you out of the house and yeah. creating yeah. all of this. It's amazing. Everything everything I do that's good comes from her. That's that's not even an exaggeration. Oh, she, she's the brains. Nice. She's the brains so of the nice. operation. Oh, Sam. 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 Oh, big dog Sam. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll touch. catch up with you soon. Lovely. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review, and we'll see you next week. And to find out more about our pathway to recovery, please visit our website. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.